Joining us on the line is the mayor of Collingwood. We say good morning to Brian Saunderson. Good morning, Mayor Saunderson. Good morning, John. It's like old times here, you know. <laughs> no kidding. As we like to say, it's uh, it's always a good morning when you have a visit to the Johns. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, let's get right into it. Uh, we uh, posed this question to uh, Doug Measures, mayor of Clearview Township, earlier this morning, uh, asking, you know, is the community reaching out to their municipal governments in, in terms of some of the stresses or some of the questions or some of the worries they have in regards to kids going back to school this week. I know it's it's all in the hands of the Simcoe uh, Board of Education, but uh, do you guys play a role in this at all? Well, uh, that's an interesting question. Um, and uh, certainly uh, during the, the summer um, and in the latter part stages of the uh, lockdown, we had, uh, I had calls from uh, parents who, who were looking for childcare, and I think uh, with the greatest respect to the province, childcare was a bit of a blind spot during the COVID crisis. And um, and so, from my uh, assessment, um, in Simcoe County and in Collingwood, um, the majority of parents have been uh, um, excited about the kids returning to school. Um, getting some form of normalcy and getting some social interaction. There's obviously uh, risks involved. The pandemic continues. But I think the uh, psychosocial uh, contact as well as the uh, the burden on parents uh, with two uh, income-earning parents uh, and having uh, some of the children at home uh, has made it very difficult for them to get back to work. So uh, for the most part, I've seen and heard positive things about that. Now we're in the early days. Um, but uh, I know, I think across the province, there was about a 60 to 70 percent, 68 to 70 percent approval rating of going, getting the kids back to school. And in Cinco County, it's been higher, I think. So um, uh, we'll see how it turns out. But I think for it's been welcomed by most families. Do you have any concerns with the Simcoe Muskoka District Health Unit to last week reported that the week prior saw 25 new cases in the region? That's the highest one-week jump uh, since back in June, and that's before the kids went back to school. Do you see us bearing down a little bit more than, than we were, say, throughout the, the, the bulk of the summer? Well, I, I know I think this is the reality of the pandemic. It's uh, a risk analysis, and um, and the question is, what are the risk tolerances we're prepared uh, to uh, look at? And uh, um, I, I think as we move forward, we have to be very vigilant that uh, the virus is out there, and we have to be very cognizant of, uh, of, of that, living with the virus, and making sure that we take all safety, uh, safety precautions. Um, and uh, to try and mitigate the risks uh, moving forward. And, and you know, with the younger children, uh, that cohort seems to be uh, uh, resistant to the virus, but if they are carrying the virus and they bring it back to their families or their grandparents, it's a different story. So I think everybody has to be very aware of this and, uh, and you know, uh, govern themselves accordingly, basically, make sure that they're whatever they're doing, they're comfortable with the potential risks. And... Uh, uh, I think what we saw later in the summer uh, was unnecessary risk taking, and uh, so we've got to find that balance uh, as we as we progress. In terms of balance, it looks like we're reopening uh, some of the uh, municipal functions, town hall, uh, some of the recreational sites. Uh, how's that transition going? 
Well, the pool just started yesterday, and uh, so uh, people that want to use the pool, they have to book ahead, and they have to come dressed in their swim clothing. Um, so you get in, you do your lane swim or your programs. Uh, there is some limiting program, limited program being offered by the towns, by the town. Uh, but uh, essentially, you have to be able, ready to swim, and then you leave, and you'll have to shower uh, when you're back at home. Um, so, and the Central Park Arena is open. Um, again, the bookings are limited, and uh, I think the skaters have to come dressed in their equipment. They just put their skates on, uh, go for a skate, and then uh, leave. In terms of town hall, we uh, we are open now full time. Started yesterday, and uh, people need to come prepared to uh, or uh, understanding that they may have to wait outside. There's limited number of people in the building. They need to wear a face mask when they're inside, uh, and we are bringing back, back staff uh, slowly as we figure out the reintegration, redeployment, um, and uh, so yes, we are working towards getting everything back at town hall, and I believe the museum is, uh, has its first day uh, open today. Uh, it is available for self-guided tours, and you'll need to phone ahead as well. I understand that uh, over at Fisher Field, there's some development going on there, and uh, one of the plan was to have it covered by a Grant. That that didn't go through, but the tender is still going out. Yes. So what we had was a, a kind of a phased uh, approach on the uh, Fisher Fields. Uh, we had uh, a more ambitious plan. Uh, if we were to get some of the federal uh, provincial funding. Uh, we did not get that funding, and we were advised in August, I believe that that was the case, and we had a more scaled-down approach. Uh, so the scaled-down approach has been finalized, and the tender documents were released yesterday. So we are pushing forward with the Fisher Fields, and uh, our hope is that it will uh, be ready next year. Uh, that sounds fantastic. One quick question. Uh, it probably is way too soon to ask, but last week was the uh, the pilot project of the fares, uh, the parking fares at uh, Sunset Point. How did that go? Is that something that's going to continue? Uh, it is going to continue. It's going to continue uh, on the weekends at Sunset Point in Princeton Shores until October 10th. We are now starting to uh, unveil the uh, app in the down for downtown parking as well. Uh, the preliminary feedback is is good, um, uh, and it is a change though. So there's some uh, that uh, are getting used to the new changes. The town is working on uh, ways manual payment for those that don't have uh, a device, um, but the actual app seems to be working well. Um, and uh, just to um, be clear that the the rates, the parking rates, and uh, the fines for those that are uh, uh, haven't paid the parking uh, will be reexamined, um, especially for the uh, Sunset Park and uh, the Waterfront Parks uh, for next year. Make sure that they are current and in line. Um, but for the most part, I think people are uh, appreciating the ability to be able to pay by phone and on the phone app and. Uh, and I think they'll appreciate it more on days like today when it's wet outside. You can uh, renew your parking or pay your parking without uh, having to go outside and feed a meter. And so just so everyone is clear, uh, you can ho- download the Hotspot parking app um, and pay by credit card. It's, eight, it's htsp.ca. Or, or you can scan the NFC and QR code and pay with uh, Apple Pay or Google Pay. And uh, so you go online and uh, download the app. <clears throat> as far as I understand, most people are uh, finding it very convenient. 
Fantastic. And finally, any word on the judicial inquiry? Uh, we're getting uh, very close to fall. Uh, what's what's the story there? Well, yeah, as I, uh, um, they announced in the summer that uh, we would be getting the uh, final report by no later than October 31st. Uh, they had previously committed to having it done by uh, September 21st, the end of summer. So it's a more four- or five-week delay. Uh, Justice Morocco, who is the commissioner for the Collingwood Inquiry, has been named to be the commissioner for the uh, inquiry into the uh, COVID impacts on long-term care homes. So that's a fairly massive responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think it shows the level of uh, trust that uh, he's held uh, or the level of esteem that he's held in by the legal community and the political community. And uh, so uh, as Associate Chief Justice of Ontario, he's uh, he's in high demand. So we're very fortunate to have him. We're looking forward to having that uh, report done so that we can start to implement and respond to the recommendations. And, uh, and as it's been a big investment by our community, I think both uh, um, in terms of uh, money and in terms of uh, emotions. It's, uh, it's been a very uh, thorough investigation, and we're looking forward to getting the report and, uh, and implementing the recommendations. There was some talk about reaching out to the province, about have, helping to cover some of that cost. Is that still something that, that's planned? Is that already underway? Uh, uh, there are discussions that are ongoing, and uh, it's uh, something we'll have to work forward. I think it'll depend on a lot uh, on the uh, the findings of uh, Justice Morocco and the recommendations. Uh, I think if the recommendations are looking at changing, making uh, significant changes to the uh, legislative regime around municipalities that require mm. the province, then uh, then I think we can go. I don't know that their province will ever say, here's a check to cover the cost. Right. The hope is that they will uh, approve some infrastructure projects in Collingwood uh, with provincial money that will uh, backfill um, you know, the, right. the, the, the monies that we spent on the inquiry so that they will allow us to proceed with projects that we would have invested uh, some of the money that went into the inquiry. Uh, so that's an ongoing discussion. And I think we'll also be looking to have a discussion with the Solicitor General hmm about the status of the police investigation. We're told that that is active and ongoing. It's been eight years now. Um, so, I, uh, you know, I think we'll be pushing the province to, and the OPP to wrap up the investigation or release the findings, and if there are charges to be laid, to lay those charges so that we can move on. I think a big, big uh, motivation for having the judicial inquiry was to clear this cloud, uh, to let our residents know what happened in these transactions, and to find ways to make sure this doesn't happen again. So it's all part of getting this done and behind us, and so we will be looking to the Solicitor General to see if we make sure that the police are are working uh, diligently and quickly to get this thing wrapped up. Mayor Brian Saunderson, thank you once again for joining us here on Talk to the Town. It's always a pleasure. Have a great day.